You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. A little bit starstruck to be joined by the Queen, Tali, to tell us a little bit about her brand new release. How are you doing this morning, Tali? Morena Candice, very good, thank you. Lovely to talk to you again. Oh my gosh, pleasure is genuinely all mine. Anybody who doesn't know, I have an electronic show here on Radio 1 called Stomping Grounds, Thursday 7 till 9, and Tali was the very first like big artist I ever interviewed. I was shaking in my boots, so it's this beautiful <laughs> like full circle moment to have you here on Breakfast. Now, your brand new single, it is called Ever Enough, a wee drum and bass moment from you, very iconic tell us a little bit about the creation of this track oh thank you um well ever enough kind of came about um this year when i I don't know i've just been really getting more and more into my production um and particularly my drum and bass production and just really trying to like hone my skills and create something that i'm super proud of um it's obviously taken me a long time to actually produce my own drum and bass just for many many um reasons most of it being sort of like imposter syndrome and feeling like i had to stay in my lane as an MC, Um, but yeah, just realizing that actually I am talented at production, you know, and it's something that I really enjoy doing. I love a good nerd out in the studio. (laughs) Um, So Ever Enough sort of, it's started first and foremost with just a few sounds that I was putting together, and then as it began to take shape, it's, it's quite an uplifting tune, but it's also sort of got a slight melancholy mournfulness to it, and Again, it was kind of touching on those insecurities and anxieties that even the most seasoned and established musician can have, such as myself. Um, yeah, and so I just kind of wanted to, well, it wasn't that I wanted to, it's that I just began to write the song about how even when I feel like I'm doing all I can and the best that I can do, it often feels like I'm still not doing enough and that I'm never enough or will I ever be enough um, to a point where I feel like, you know, I've, I'm successful or I've made it or I have the same mm. kind of recognition and acknowledgement as my peers. And a lot of that is just silly and stupid because I do. But those are the very real feelings that people can have. Yeah. So that's kind of the crux of it, really. Absolutely. And I think, you know, from coming up in drum and bass back when there obviously weren't many women in the electronic scene full stop, but especially in drum and bass, I imagine those like very early feelings in your career sort of stick around for the long term. Have you found that? Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously there's certain things that happen along the way that kind of reinforce that you are good at what you do and you deserve to be, you know, where where you are or where I am, I should say. <laughs> um, you know, like winning in music awards and getting to play really amazing gigs. But there's still certain things that even as an electronic artist that maybe you get overlooked um, overlooked for that a more mainstream or commercial artist might get. Mm-hmm. Um so those feelings do stick around and, 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 you know, you get the odd like troll or person who just wants to 
say something to bring you down or who's obviously got their own insecurities and wants to take them out on you. And those things sort of do stick with you as well. It's like you can have 50 amazing comments and then one bad comment, you know, like I'm sure you understand that as well, being a presenter that sometimes people just feel like they have to just say what they think <laughs> without really thinking about where that might come from, you know, or what, or what that might do to you or how that might affect your days. So for sure, they definitely stick around. But, um, you know, music is a really good therapeutic way to work through those insecurities and those anxieties for sure. So I'm definitely, it's like, you know, a, a blessing really. I think you are spot on there. And I think that exactly like you were saying, what we've seen with a lot of your production is that they are emotional outlets for you. And you mentioned with Ever Enough that it is very melancholic, but it also has a very uplifting feel. And I think that last time when we talked, it was about My Remedy, which very much had a similar feel, a similar sound, and like it was very positive, uplifting, optimistic, but also just had a little tinge of sadness. Whereas in comparison, I'm on a roll. It's just full, like all killer, no filler, like I'm on top of the world type jams. How do you find those contrasting songs complement each other in your catalogue? Yeah, well, I think it's just like I'm on a roll, for example, is definitely just a like a real braggadocious, like, yeah, I want to roll, I'm telling it kind of thing. But I mean, with that tune again, it's the sort of tune that produced itself, you know, like it, it, it started with a few samples. And as I slowly built that track, it was like, nah, nah, this track's got to have a killer vocal. It's got to have something with a bit of grit mm. and energy and attitude. Um, and I guess like, like you, you know, like we are as people, we have different emotions and feelings. Every day is not the same. And so my catalog is going to reflect that. Like one day I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm the baddest bitch out there. And then the next day it's going to be like, oh, am I ever enough for the industry? You know, so it, I think my music is very telling and it's, it's, I wear my heart on my sleeve. It's very much a reflection of what I'm going through at the time. Um, I don't, I, I very rarely make tracks that are just like, for the dance floor where the vocal maybe is just like a hands in the air type vocal. I will do those kind of tracks sometimes too, because obviously these days where I'm like, oh, this is just a banger and requires that. But <laughs> for the most part, if you listen to, you know, all eight of my albums, um, the, the songs are, are a reflection of who I am and what I'm going through at that time or what I'm seeing happening in the world at that time. And I love that about your music. I think that your music is definitely one of those spaces where you can just enter a tune and you very much enter your mental space. And obviously that takes an insane amount of talent and hard work to make a song feel like that. This year you have been absolutely killing it, not only with the releases of I'm On A Roll, House On Fire and of course Now Ever Enough, but you have played some epic shows this year. Catch us up. What have you been up to? Oh, thanks, Candice. Um, well, I was really lucky that I had um, the opportunity to tour Europe alongside my very good friend, Ellipsa, Molly. Um, she, many people will know that I managed Molly up until the beginning of this year, and then she got... Um, well, she, she caught the, caught the eye of a UK management company. And after a bit of a discussion, we decided that, yeah, that was exactly where this whole management mentoring journey 
was leading to was me being able to pass her on to someone who had a bit more experience and more time and be able to dedicate, you know, their energies to what, what Molly required. But what was really beautiful was sort of as that management contract was coming to an end, we got to go to Europe together and play. So we kind of built our tour around uh, an offer that I was made for hospitality on the beach in Croatia um, for hospital records. And I said to them, well, I want to bring Ellipsa with me. Um, you know, I'd love it if she could she could play as well. So they said yes. And then from there, we kind of built a tour around that. So initially it was just going to be me going to Europe, but I needed somebody to, to, to DJ for me. And when I was sort of lamenting to Ellipsa about the fact that as an MC, a lot of DJs won't often play my songs, it's obviously it's going to be a reflection of them. So my catalogue gets kind of put by the wayside a lot of the time. Um, and I said to her, you know, I, I can't DJ. I wish that I had someone who could just play my music for me. And she said, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> I can do it. I'll be your DJ. And then I said, well, it's, it's pretty dumb if you come with me and you don't play your own songs because you've also got a really amazing catalogue. So we, yeah, we just kind of came up with this idea that we would make it like a duo tour. She's the DJ, but sometimes she'll come out from behind the decks and perform and I'll go behind the decks and do the next mix. And that's, so I've ended up DJing as well. So it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, been this really amazing journey that we've taken together. Um, and we're finishing off that by playing a New Zealand exclusive at Northern Base on New Year's Eve. We're doing the only show where you can catch us together at Northern Base, uh, yeah, on the 31st. So that's pretty exciting. And then um, I was lucky enough to go back again to Europe in September, this time with my husband, DJ Ciccarelli, Um, And he played a couple of shows as well. He got he had his own show in Brighton with alongside DJ Workforce. And then we finished off our trip by going to Sun and Bass and playing some shows there. So, yeah, it's been a pretty momentous year for international travel and touring. Huge. And I imagine that was really nice to get in and amongst, especially in full swing since, you know, lockdowns when travel was limited. But I think that we also found a massive love and a really new sweet spot in New Zealand music when we weren't able to get any of those international artists in. And I think that New Zealand festivals have had a massive, massive boom in that time. What are you looking forward to most about playing at Northern Base, especially an exclusive show? That's huge. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward to Northern Base, of course, because I get to do the show with Molly, and it's so special. I'm actually driving up to where she lives today. She lives 45 minutes out of Auckland, so I'm driving up to her house today, and we're going to work on our set, which is always really fun. And there's a few things we, you know, we, we've changed up since the last set, so we just want to make sure we get those right. But I'm also doing Rhythm and Vines on the 29th with Chikarelli, and then on the first of January, I'm playing at OM with Chikarelli. So, um, yeah, we've got. Sort of three in a row. I've got the 30th off, which is good because last year I was playing with Harriet Jackson and four shows in a row. Intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so looking forward to just having that one sort of day off where we fly home from Vines and we can kind of chill and take stock of ourselves and then head up to Northern Base on the 31st. <laughs> Get all your ducks back in a row, eh? Get some water and food yeah. in you. <laughs> a bit of yeah. sleep even Change if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I adore that, and I absolutely adore you, Tali. Congratulations on this release. I hope that you have a fantastic summer. No doubt your shows will be all killer, no filler. 
Thank you so much, Candice. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and you just keep smashing it on the airwaves as you do. You're a great presenter. Oh, stop it. Love you to pieces. <laughs> that was the queen of all queens, MC Tali. This is her new release. It is called Ever Enough. Bit of drum and bass for your Tuesday morning because psh, you're listening to Breakfast with Candice. Would you expect anything less? At 9.30, I'm chatting to Airwolf as well as Torrenfoot about the iconic RNA back-to-back. Coming up, ooh. Keep it locked here on the one. Don't go anywhere. was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.